Welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host, KB, and I would like to introduce you to industry professionals and people who successfully made their path to the video game industry. I hope that you will enjoy the podcast and get useful tips that will bring you closer to achieving your dreams. Now, let's get right into the podcast. Welcome to the GameDev.TV Podcast. Simon Kirtinagaro. <laughs> yeah, nice. Now there we go. It. I try my best. <laughs> and you're a, a vice president of developer success for engine right yeah 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 i love my so you job. play an integral role in the pro- providing development marketing because it's thought leadership content and could you also let the fans know a little bit more about what you do and what engine is and then we'll go from there because this is going to be a loaded episode and this is not financial <laughs> advice but i most people in this community probably don't understand fully what nfts are how they can integrate it into games because this is about inspiring game developers learning how to make games so i thought it'd be great to bring you on to like understand more of like how can that work and what why should people be interested in it but let's first get started about you so yeah, you yeah, like to yeah. know a little bit about who you are um, what engine is and let's go from there so- so yeah, um, Engine's been around for about 10 years. Um, the original business that Engine built was called Engine.com. It was a um, kind of like a social, social network for gamers. Um, that grew very quickly to about 20 million users. Um, and off that, they, they established a team, they established um, a development process. And then when kind of cryptocurrency and, and Ethereum specifically came along, um, the engine team saw that, holy shit, like this is the future of gaming because this allows um, people to own these digital assets that are tangible, that are provably scarce, that they can own forever, that no one can ever take off them. You know, who doesn't want that? Um, and, you know, it's so, so basically like that was around 2017 when um, our CTO, Vitek Radomsky, started inventing what he thought was the first NFT um, in the world. So there was three projects. In, <laughs> well, absolutely. There were three projects working hey. on NFTs at the same time. So um, CryptoKitties obviously launched the first popular NFTs, mm-hmm. but Vitek had already been developing his NFT um, standard, which has turned into the um, ERC-1155 token standard now um he started developing that like you know early june or something like that and crypto kitties came out in in november uh, of 2017 and then there was also crypto punks as well which came out um very soon after uh vtech started developing his first um idea ideation of nfts so when when vtech was actually creating it he thought he was inventing nfts for the first time ever um but there was That's obviously a, a few different projects yeah. kind of racing. Um, but yeah, uh, ERC 1155 shipped a couple of years later. Um, Vitek spent a lot of time doing a really good job of, of it. And it's been gaining like mass adoption now. Um, it's easily the fastest growing token standard uh, as far as, as, far as uh, NFTs go. And for anyone watching what a token standard is, it's basically a template on how you, how you develop your NFT. So, so say for example, um, say for example you wanted to uh bake a bake a cookie you know you, okay. that cookie is going to have a recipe um and erc 1155 is the recipe and that's the recipe mm-hmm. that's becoming the most popular recipe for baking nfts basically in the world right now so um so yeah that was 2017 and i came on um not long after um i started in social media and then um went into marketing and then um now i'm the vp of developer success and basically my job has been pretty multifaceted the whole time, just basically doing whatever we needed to do to, to grow as a business. So, so 
you know, in any startup, you end up um, finding yourself um, wearing a lot of everything. different hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's really good. It's really exciting. Um, it's it can be a lot of a lot of work, but um, it's definitely like incredibly rewarding, and you learn and you grow so much. So at this point in time, my job is to to chat with um, developers, um, game developers, and also app developers too. We've got an amazing. Um, set of unannounced apps that are coming um, NFT uh, that, that, that are integrating NFTs and that are coming to the engine ecosystem and, and that are integrating NFTs right now. Um, so basically um, I, I'm the first guy they chat to. Uh, I talk about their business models, their ideas, um, and tr just try to understand their product market fit, their users, and then try to provide kind of insight into what's worked in the NFT space and what, what generally isn't really what is sustainable business and what isn't essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and then once we, once, once we've kind of, um, you know, ensured that they're, that we're really, really excited about their, their project, then we bring them into the ecosystem. We've got about 60 developers in right now. When I first started, we had none. So over the, the, the last big few years, yeah. Great, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've developed like a, a good business development process, a good um, developer success process where we're not only advising and, and providing like a level of consultancy for, um, you know, um, business models and everything, but also user retention and user acquisition and also um, making sure that the integration process is really fluid. You know, some developers mm -hmm. have integrated NFTs into their apps within like 48 hours before, which is just mind blowing when you think about like how much of an advanced technology, you know, uh, yeah. And and most people is. still are like, what are they? And I'm like, ah, yeah, non-fungible tokens. That's <laughs> what about are they? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they? You'll find out in 48 hours once it's in your app yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but yeah and then on the back end of that we, we're obviously um providing you know um, marketing advice and and support and, and amplification where it makes sense we obviously you know we have to be very respectful of our community and we understand that they they want to see what they want to see and they're interested in what they're interested in so we try to essentially make sure that we're not um we're not really um, promoting things that they're not interested in basically. Okay. Um, but yeah, like it's a, it's a very multifaceted, uh, job that I have and, and I kind of connect all of that together within the company and within our adopters and also like heaps of heaps of like other companies and brands and creators want to partner with engine. And we're in a great position where we have this huge ecosystem of amazing developers with amazing innovations. And we can kind of just be the connector between the creators and the, and the platforms essentially the app developers and the game developers so um so that's part of what i do as well it's really fun that's a that's, that's a lot to do how do you handle all that <laughs> <laughs> um got a really really amazing uh team at engine really like it, it's um it sounds like a lot but i don't know like the processes are just kind of in place now and and we just go through the motions and and it and it gets done so um yeah, I think it's mainly due to due to experience. The processes are in place, and we've got just a really, really, really great team. Uh, it definitely would be impossible to do it if I wasn't mainly like basically offloading most of the work to to other other people that are better than me at, at these things. So, yeah, I mean, hey, that's how it works. You like this is our vision, and these people can do it really well. Let them do it. Yeah, everything gets done. Yeah, so it's, it's amazing, like um, being surrounded by people that are better than you. It's really good. Isn't it a great feeling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like really being honest about all of the things I suck at and then just letting other people deal with that stuff. It's really, really important, I think. 
Yeah, I think it's being uh, humble and uh, self-aware, which yeah. I think most people and need realistic. in any career they're doing. Yeah, and realistic, right? You don't want to be like, I could do it, and then you can't, and then yeah. fail, and then I'm like, you said you could do it. I was like, I was hope- wishful thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work that time. So for anybody who wants to make games, what is the process like to start adding NFTs to their games? Is that like something that mm-hmm. takes 40 hours to understand or is that something as simple as like a two minute explanation? Um, so, so there's two ways to think about that. So mm-hmm. um, mo- the first way to think about it is if you're going to make a game, you're going to make a game and it's really important that it's a really good game first. Um, Rule number one, <laughs> yeah. make a good make game a good before game. you think about anything yeah. else. Yeah. Oh, so actually, that's a good question. So you don't have to think about it at the beginning of the game. You can no. think about it near the end. Okay. Well, well, you can think about it at the beginning of the game, but like the most important part of a, a, any game is the game loop. Mm-hmm. And the most important part of any app is the, the product market fit and the user experience. And, and understanding that is, is more important than understanding how the NFTs will fit into it. Um, because if you, if you understand that, then you understand your user base and you understand what they want and you understand how to give them something that will enjoy. And, and once they enjoy something, they're going to keep using it and then they're going to tell their friends to use it. And then you're going to, have a positive retention rate where you're gaining, you know, uh, for every person that you, that you attract, you're going to get more people in. And then, then that's actually, that's actually possible to do that without NFTs, but NFTs are just this multiplier on top when you can do, when you have all of that, right. And you, and you want to create like this valuable, uh, this, this, this ecosystem with real world value where people are, are communicating with each other in a very tangible, meaningful way. And they're, you know, basically motivated to bring more people into your ecosystem. Mm-hmm. That's when you can start thinking about NFTs. Mm-hmm. And it is, and it is good to start thinking about that at the beginning, but it just can't be, it's, in my opinion, it, it generally shouldn't, it generally isn't like the core, the core part of your, your success framework. You need to have everything else um, taken care of first. So, um, so, I mean, this is also because like, we mainly deal with like very, um, like, uh, kind of like apps that are competitive with apps in, in the app store. You know what I mean? Like we're, yeah. we're, we're not, we're not really like building or we're not really building an ecosystem of dApps per se that are, are very, very crypto market orientated where we're building apps that we, we feel are going to, um, you know, just ca- take over Google play and take over the Apple app store and take over um, Xbox, <laughs> Xbox store. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. PlayStation and, store. T- and take over steam and, and this kind of thing. So, um, so, you know, these, these mainstream users have an expectation of what a user experience and what a game loop should look like. So we need to, um, we need to serve that need for them first and then give them something on top of that, that they've never seen before. And that's what NFTs can do. So, um, yeah, what we find with NFTs is that they just create this level of like community and network effects beyond anything that's been possible before. Like, you know, over the last 10 years like user generated content has been the thing like you know oh yeah it's insane everything yeah everywhere you look yeah somebody's making something yeah yeah all of them are all they're all just user generated content platforms but nfts are user generated value platforms Mm -hmm. so with an nft if you if you put content into an nft then that nft is valuable you can sell it and this puts the power in the hands of the user instead of the power of the platform so the creator can then have a direct relationship with 
whoever they want to sell that NFT to, and then they can, um, you know, potentially, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of different ways you can attach content to that NFT. But um, with games, especially like when you're doing this, game developers have the ability to create these kind of ecosystems where people are trading, people are, people are working together, people are cooperating, people are making real money and they need to like um, communicate with each other to do that. And therefore they need to actually retain each other as mm -hmm. players in your game. So they're doing the player retention for you because they need each other to get the NFTs that they want. And creators are then, if, if you have a, a user generated value system in your game or, or in your app as well, creators are, are minting these NFTs and then telling people to come to your platform to buy them. That's a, that's a user acquisition model that's just automatically um, doing, doing your, the hard, your hard work for you, all of your marketing and everything. And then it's just super important for society anyway, I think. Like creators deserve to be paid and deserve to make a living. So... I mean, Actually, let's you, expand you know. on that. No, yeah, of yeah. course, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, because I think a lot of people are confused into what everything is. So like, that's the key thing you said, why it's important for society. Can you expand on that so people can actually fully understand like, why is NFTs? Why is this important? Why should I care? Because I've noticed a lot of people, 9 out of 10, would be like, I kind of get it, but why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the main, the main thing that I think about is, you know, in, in five to 10 years, uh, automation of, of a lot of production models are going to be basically taking most of our jobs mm -hmm. essentially. So there's certain things that computers and, and robots are always going to do better than us. And, and generally like the production economy is just filled with all of those jobs. Um, oh, it's and getting bad it's, now. Yeah. Everywhere is <laughs> getting replaced. Even chefs now they have like cooks that can robots that can do cooking. Oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of it. I'm like, oh, it's over, guys. It's, it's... Oh, shit. <laughs> and maybe even the services services industry too. Um, I think the one thing that we will, that humans, that, that a robot can never really compete with a human um, on is, is creativity. Like, mm -hmm. and, and we as, as patrons or, or fans, like we will never appreciate a, a robot's creativity as much as we'll appreciate uh, a human being's creativity. So I feel like the, when, when all is said and done, when, when those robots come for our job, the creator economy is going to be the, the thing that we can all fall back on. And a creator economy doesn't work in a, in a platform like Facebook where you just make all of this content. You don't get paid for any of the content. Facebook gets all of the yeah, ad revenue. Yeah, technically it's on Facebook, so they kind of own it. Yeah, they get everything. You get nothing. Yeah. Um, you get likes. <laughs> you get those. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what you get. <laughs> um, so, so NFTs, like, if you, like the thing that, um, that people... Um, get wrong about NFTs is that the real um, the real way to use them is not as like a license over this content or I mean yeah you can use it like that too and maybe that's that's cool but I think the un the undiscovered use case of NFTs is you've got to think of them like a key they're a key that allow you to unlock whatever you want to unlock whether that that um it allows you to unlock content. So in the, in the space, in the art space, right? Like we have all of these amazing artists creating these amazing NFTs, but everyone can look at them and everyone can use them in the same way, which is just, you know, use them on, on uh, view them online basically. Yeah. But soon there's going to be the ability. If you own this NFT art, you're going to be able to hang it up on your wall uh, in like, you're, you're going to have like literally physical frames that will mm -hmm. only allow you to hang that NFT art up. If you have 
the token, you're going to be able to jump into like virtual worlds and like you're ready to play one. Exactly. And mm-hmm. you're only going to be able to hang that NFT up on your wall if you own that token. So like the, the key to NFTs is thinking about them as a, as a product. They're a product just like any other product in the world. When you're, you as a, as, a, as a human being want to purchase a product, you do it because you want the benefits from those, mm-hmm. that product. So us as NFT creators need to say, huh, all right, so what benefits do people want from this product? Do they want to be able to hang it up on the wall? Do they want to be able to listen to a piece of music that no one else can listen to? You know, that, that, that predicts that there's going to be an NFT Spotify eventually. Mm-hmm. Do they want to be able to watch videos that no one else can listen, can watch? Yes, they do. So that predicts that there's going to be NFT podcasts eventually. And, ooh, and then do, do they want to... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah let's do it let's build yeah, this let's, let's build let's it right you can just you like can with jump the first on nft podcast why not yeah i mean if you've got a video if you've got a video platform like youtube could integrate nfts into their into into their um, platform within 48 hours and make this possible let's do it <laughs> I, i'm fully speculating but um yeah it's, um, yeah, it's, it's good to um, though, speculate thing because that's how we get new ideas yeah yeah and you know in the gaming world we we do this in a very uh simple way as well it's like you know you own this nft it's a virtual item so you get to use this sword you get access to this um virtual world you know so as soon as you start to think of nfts as a key that's really when when or or as a product that unlocks value or that unlocks benefits that's really when i think things will start to make sense to people okay yeah because i have a few people who are like i think most coins are scams except bitcoin i'm like okay at least you're you're coming onto the crypto trains before they weren't but i was like there's still more legit companies than just there's not a lot of what they call shit coins there's there's a lot of good coins <laughs> out there and then they're like i don't know so for anybody who's thinking they're like oh but you like maybe they trust bitcoin but they think all the other altcoins are not like legit what would you say to people like that who are still skeptical especially something like engine i'm like oh hey engine's cool and they're like i don't know about it they're making ready player one eh. Like, what would you say? <laughs> That's what got I me hooked it, the first I time. It's... I was like, ready to play one? I'm in. Yeah. I bought yeah, it three yeah. years ago. And I was like, nobody nice. else cared. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So uh, I'd say it's good to be skeptical. Um, mm-hmm. I'd definitely commend that approach. Um, it's definitely good to look at uh, the, the business model and, and the actual um, the need for the, for the product that this, that this um, project is creating. Um, I think, I think, you know, any, with any, with anything that you want to, um, put money into, you're really looking for (laughs) whether or not it's going to exist in a few years. Mm -hmm. Um, and then whether or not it's going to exist in 10 years and then whether or not it's going to exist in, in a hundred years. And, and I'll tell you what, NFTs are going to be the digital product of the next century. Once, once you start to have NFTs that actually do things that actually give you value, mm-hmm. um, and that you don't have to buy for $69 million, then, um, <laughs> yeah, it, like, was it Banksy or yeah. what's it called? The one guy who made like 69 or a ton Beeple. of art for like a year or Beeple. two years before. Yeah. yeah. It was an amazing NFT. Don't get me yeah. wrong. And an amazing story. And he, and he definitely deserved it. But, um, you know, uh, obviously the rest of us can't afford afford to buy uh, an NFT for, for any millions of dollars. Maybe if Dogecoin makes it like $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and then, um, and then, and then we'll all be good. But, but yeah, I mean, in the, in the meantime, 
like there's going to be uh, uh, the other thing is like the other the other important thing is that NFTs um, you don't have to pay gas to purchase them and that kind of thing. And, and we've launched a, a gas-free blockchain that enables that. So the reality of NFTs for us is hmm, like, I'm going to go buy this digital product. I'm going to spend $5 to buy it and it's going to be centralized and it's locked in a server and I don't really own it. And the, and the developer can take it away from me and I can never resell it. Or I pay the exact same price for the NFT version of it. And I can resell it for more or less or just get some of my money back. I will own it forever in my wallet, blockchain wallet. It's completely mine. It's completely self-sovereign. No okay. one can Everybody ever take can it away see from it. me. It's yours. Yeah, mm -hmm. ex exactly. Yeah. And it's there in the public domain and all of the data surrounding it is completely transparent because it's on the blockchain. What are you going to choose? You're going to choose the NFT every single time. Mm -hmm. If there's no extra cost, if there's no user experience, um, there's no part of the, the user experience is negative compared to the other, to the centralized option. You're going to choose the NFT every single time. So that's what we're doing at engine and we're going to make sure that that happens. And then you can kind of foresee how long we're going to be around based on that. Really? Mm -hmm. No, when I first heard about engine and I saw, I was like kind of trying to do like a, the way I imagined it was like ready player one at the time. So that's when I was like, Oh, it's going to be huge. But I think I think we expanded more into something that's deeper than that. But even then for someone who's like, What's the idea of like creating a Ready Player One? Is that like the actual go into virtual world or is that just the idea of games are kind of connected in the blockchain or ecosystems? Yeah, like, um, I, think, I think the most important thing about Ready Player One was that there was real value in it, right? Mm -hmm. Like the one aspect of it was, yeah, this, this is really amazing game where you could jump through these virtual different worlds and, yeah. and, and that was really, that's cool visually. But Ready Player One as a movie would never have worked if there wasn't real value attached to all of the assets in there. Because, you know, that, that's what everyone was fighting for and yeah. people wanted to control it. And it was this huge economy. They didn't and... care about the real world. They were like, this is more <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, because you can literally make a living from it. And I think that that's bound to exist in the, in, in the real world. Um, and I think blockchain has to be the, 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 the method of transaction. Um, otherwise, you've got all of this value there, just this untransparent you, it could just disappear or be deleted or yeah. it could be altered or it could be taken from you it just needs to be on the blockchain so nfts to me they are the the product of the metaverse and and cryptocurrencies are the the currency of the metaverse and, and obviously ready player one is what we think of as the metaverse now as far as the virtual worlds go yeah we've i mean we've actually got adopters that are creating like things that are very similar to ready player one like there's this one adopter called ultraverse where you can actually spin up your own world. Um, so they, they, they create the templates and then you can then redesign the worlds and you can create, like they're, they're basically going to have thousands and thousands of different worlds that you can move between well, pretty smoothly. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, and that's just one of our amazing adopters. We've got like a whole host of them. And then also because, because these items are on the blockchain, a lot of them are usable in multiple games as well so you don't even need the, that fluid experience where you can just move through a portal and go through a new world you can actually just completely exit this game it doesn't even need the whole this you know in ready player one this whole this game was controlled by one man and that's where the problem happened because yeah, it wasn't decentralized <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was completely centralized this one guy dies he puts up a big a big competition and everyone fights for control over it yeah that doesn't happen in the blockchain world because um, 
the the control is is on the is on the blockchain um but all of these different games controlled by different people can then see your wallet and allow you to have benefits in their games based on your inventory so there are already um a lot of nfts in the engine ecosystem that are literally playable with like five in five or six different games and you can literally jump through these worlds and and actually see holy shit like there it is and there it looks like that in this game and like that in this game it's 2d in this game and it's 3d and um in this game it's it's really cool so that's um, so cool yeah and it's already happening and that's just the first step basically and we're just so early like people understand it's like the beginning of what could potentially be the ready player one be like the change in the, the way everything works video games nfts communication like it's just it's wild to me which is why yeah, I, yeah. I, I wanted to do this because i wanted to help people who are starting to make games be like hey think about this so how does someone like start today do they go to the engine.com and like after they realize their game is good and then say hey how do i integrate it into it like how do they start that process besides making the game right the game's already made yeah yeah um they can go to engine.io um our documentation is there there's the Mm -hmm. minting panel there you can just jump in and start minting nfts straight away if you want um you can you can even like contact us and and jump on a call with us uh and and we'll talk about your game and and kind of see where it's at and if it's and if it's like far enough down the line we'll bring you into the ecosystem and and we'll be there to to help you do the integration we've got a support team you got me you got um all of the other developers there you know we've got some just absolute geniuses there so it's a really really thriving and positive community and and really something that's been like a blessing to be a part of so um yeah I, it's an open invitation um but i am the gatekeeper so <laughs> <laughs> I, but it's always going to be a good conversation i'm a very i'm a very friendly and um and constructive gatekeeper so yeah. so what do you what are you like your restrictions when somebody comes to you and you're like yes or no how do you decide yeah, so I just think of it from our community standpoint okay. um, and, and the engine community, they want to see games that are, are going to launch, <laughs> that are going to come out. Like going to crash um, they, and burn or have like, <laughs> bugs, like kind of like Cyberpunk, you know, got to watch out for that stuff. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, they want to see games that are going to grow in popularity. Um, they want to see games that, um, that are going to um, uh, show... Uh, yeah, just just show the world what NFTs can do, basically. So um, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty simple um, you know uh, it's a pretty simple list to 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 um to to get through, and we're there to help you get through them. It's not like we just say like, oh, no no no, that's not. No, that's <laughs> oh, you're like, nope. See you later. <laughs> goodbye. You're like, but, but wait, <laughs> I wanted to know more. <laughs> yeah, no. No, we'll jump on the phone and we'll we'll talk about it and we'll 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 work everything out together, you know. And so, if anybody wants to see examples of stuff that's been accepted, what are some games that they can check out? Yeah, uh, you can go to engine.io, um, and then on the the top of the bar there, there's the about section, and then there's powered by engine, um, and then there's a whole list of games there. Um, some of them are live and playable right now. Some of them have um full full nft integration so you can go and buy the nfts link your wallet up to their game and then use the nfts in the game some of them are giving out nfts so you go and play these games and you'll win nfts just for playing um and some of them are just in demo mode and you can see like these are real these are a lot of games and they're all really 
unique yeah. and really cool yeah yeah and and like they're all like competitive with um the rest of the traditional mainstream game world right now so we're really trying to that? so so you know like when you when you go to the app store mm-hmm. um and you download like candy crush i I, oh, yeah. I call that a traditional mainstream game right now so um that's the market that we want to that we want to take um so when people um ask me like you know who's your competitor in in the blockchain space, I, I think, you know, our, our competitor is um, like, uh, like mainstream games. Yeah, like our competitors play? are all in the mainstream game section. Okay. Like, really, like I was just trying to think of, of like, oh yeah, what, what's a mainstream game platform that allows people to to create items? But there's no, that, that there really isn't exist. anything. Yeah. <laughs> Why would that exist? Because centralized <laughs> items are just a number. You don't you don't need any help making that. Um, so yeah, um, so yeah, I I I think that um, it's a it's a really good idea for the crypto world to band together. For us, like you know, there's two point six or two point three billion gamers out there, and how many do we have among us in the crypto space? Like maybe like a hundred k or something, maybe a million. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's grown in like the last year. So yeah. yeah, maybe a million, but there's still yeah. a lot of people who just don't know a lot of at least in my area of people but yeah and two, even two actually two billion people. yeah <laughs> and then even this actually i could i could see a lot of people even some of the smarter people that i know even they were like i'm starting to understand it but everything else is a scam i was like oh at least you're getting into it but like it's weird how like so i feel like some of the people who were higher level thinking are like now getting into it but still think it's kind of like sketchy like i wonder if it's just some people who are like oh my god i see it because i've played games my whole life or i've because like if you ever heard of playstation home mm-hmm that type of thing after like living in it playing in it and like buying stuff i was like i get all of this i get people want to spend money on something that, that's gone now they'll spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars just because it gave them value they have value to it so it's like this is it this is happening now in the real world everything's becoming virtual everything's becoming you know vr ar augmented uh, video game like so it's just happening it's just inevitable it's happening so get on a bandwagon but um, <laughs> yeah. i'm curious is like how do you help guide people towards understanding them more do you show them like videos books do you like how do you help someone understand something clear like people like oh what's a blockchain what's this what's that where do you send people so um what we found is that people don't really um care well most people the the vast majority of people that aren't technologists Mm -hmm. um they don't really care about what the technology is and how it works they just want to know what it does for them exactly so um so if someone asked me for the first time you know what what what's the deal with nfts they they seem really confusing and dumb (laughs) i'll basically say (laughs) all that you really need to know is that the blockchain provides data that is irrefutably proven so when something when when the blockchain tells you something, you know with a hundred percent certainty that it's true. Now all an NFT is is an item that the blockchain has confirmed is unique. And then what that can mean for you is that as a user, you get to own this one item that no one else owns. And if there's only a hundred of those items made, you know that there's only a hundred of those items made because you can just plainly see on the blockchain that you have one of those hundred items. There's no other scenario in the world where you can confirm that so easily. 
even if there's only a hundred of these items minted, like, you know, a hundred records were created. Cool. You've got one of them. Now, can you run around the world and, and go and see that there's only a hundred only 99 of those items in the world? No, you can't, you can't do it. Cause it's not on the blockchain. Yeah. Now, now this game developer has just created this item uh, and they say that there's only a hundred of them, but it's not on the blockchain, but they've gone and sent out a thousand of them. How do you know? You don't, you yeah, can't, you don't. You never know. So the, so the blockchain is the only single way to pr irrefutably prove scarcity. Um, and, and that's the, the core value of the NFT. Now, the second value of the NFT is anything on the blockchain is resellable. So you own this NFT, you can resell it, whether it's to get your usage out of it and then just get some of your money back, whether it's to get an NFT that you think will grow in popularity and grow in demand. And therefore you may be able to sell it for more or you may not, um, that's, that's not possible as well. Like if it, with any kind of other digital item, basically. So, um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think that's what people really like get involved with the NFT space for. Mm -hmm. So that's what I kind of tend to focus on. Yeah. Great explana explanation. And for people. So the one thing that I love about like engine and all this cryptocurrencies is the fact that like it allows people a way to understand, like, go towards the future, I guess. Like, so how would you advise anybody who feels like, Oh, this is already working. Why do I need to go towards something that might work in the future? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's a really interesting question, right? Because yeah. there's a lot of game developers that already have their business models worked yeah. out. And this new kind of way of doing things is, um, different <laughs> and, it's, yeah, and it's, the, like, it's not it's not worked out and it's not them. really established it's still early stages so people are like mm -hmm. maybe it won't hit and then i might waste my time yeah well um so generally what we're finding is the people that are really jumping into this with both feet are the people that need a competitive edge mm -hmm. and we're finding that independent app developers and independent game developers are like well, you know, um, this is, this is really going to set me on a different level. So I'm going to do this. And, and this is, this is what I need to kind of stand out from the crowd and, and it works. Um, they're selling items that are, that are truly valuable, that can be resold and that have proven scarcity again, like who, who wouldn't want that yeah. <laughs> compared to an item that doesn't have all those properties. It's like buying something on Fortnite and saying like, there's for sure a hundred of these costumes, skins. And then you buy the last hundred and there's no more ever to be sold unless someone sells it again, probably on their own through the store. But that's it. Like, you know, for sure you have it. And technically you could take that right and put it into another game because it's your yeah. skin forever, which exactly. is wild to me. And it's, it's to ensure that you always <laughs> have it. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Isn't it? You used to buy like old call of duty maps or call of duty guns. And it's like gone once the game or server ends. <laughs> and now it's like, Hey, no, I have that forever. I'm going to use that in the next call of duty and call of duty after that and that. Gosh. Yeah, I remember three years ago when I first, like, because I wasn't part of the engine team. I, I was a part of the community and I just got obsessed with them and I just started writing articles about them. And I was just, this is amazing. I hope this, and, and uh, you know, and this is like, I, I fully trusted the team because they had the, um, they had the, you know, the, 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 the experience, basically. They'd been around for 10 years. They'd built a successful business. So I was like, these are the guys, these are the guys, they could do it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and now, and now it's done. Like it's there. Like mm -hmm. they've got these NFTs, they're usable in multiple games. Like, 
this is amazing. So now all we need to do is get the word out and tell, and tell the rest of the world, Hey man, like why yeah. are you buying those, those centralized items that you can't yeah. resell and you, you don't doing? know if they're rare? What, what are you doing? Like <laughs> you've got these NFTs right here, man. Like how, how would you not want that instead of that? Come on. So, so yeah. For, so for, 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 for businesses and developers that are coming into the space, if you're looking for a competitive edge, it's clear like that, that is a competitive edge and, and you, you lose nothing by trying it. Seriously. Some people have installed uh, this, this framework within, you know, within a few days very easily. Um, and, and I'm there to try to help that make that, make that easier. But um, if you're, if you're a huge company and you've got these huge games that are making like millions of dollars, yeah. Like I respect that. Like, you know, you keep, keep doing that to keep doing your thing, but you know, this new market is, it's coming for, it's coming, coming for all and, you guys <laughs> and users and users are going to want this. I mean, how could they not? So, you know, any new games that you're looking to, to start building or designing right now, then it is a good time to try, really try to understand, like, how can I make provable scarcity and secondary markets work for me as a, as a game developer or an app developer? Because um, that's what a lot of other people are thinking. And, and when, when the market starts demanding, um, you know, provable scarcity and, and uh, unbounded liquidity, then are you going to have a product for them or not? Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's very important it sounds, sounds, the, it yeah. sounds really harsh. It sounds really harsh. But um, it's true. But, the market yeah. never lies. It, <laughs> yeah. It rewards those, it rewards the people that actually make something that the people want. The market will decide. Exactly. Yeah. And, and we do have to admit that the market is not demanding uh, NFTs in games yet. But um, you know, uh, you, these guys understand their, their 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 user base more than more than I do. So all they have to really ask ask themselves is, hmm, like, do, do do our users want provable scarcity and the ability to resell their items or not? That that's really mm-hmm. all you need to ask yourself. So yeah, I guess you just to decide what kind of game you're making. Like maybe a Candy Crush, maybe you don't need it. Yeah, but maybe like uh, CS Go, right? Counter-Strike, yeah. you want us to resell guns and stuff like that. So, yeah. And so let's actually go a little bit about more about your story. So you, you were a part of the community. So how did you get involved? And were you, like, playing games before? Were you making games? Or how did you get to where oh. you are? Yeah. I mean, I've always been a little bit of a gamer. Um, I've always been a little bit of a tech nerd as well. Mm-hmm. Um, did a little bit of web design and stuff. So I've just been a bit, bit obsessed with technology ever since. Um but really, I was just a, a, com- a part of the community. Like as a career, I was a business development manager, which is mm-hmm. just sales basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and about five or six years ago, I was like, hmm, you know what, man? Like when <laughs> robots, when robot, <laughs> well, may- mainly when robots come, like sales is going to be one of the first to go, you know, like anyone, <laughs> any robot can do my job and say the right thing and, and do yeah. my job better than I can. So and I was like, the pandemic showed that like people just want to, click a button and have things delivered. They don't need exactly. to be sold something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, so I just, I was always, I was looking for, for something else, something that was future proof, uh, as a, as a job. And then, and then I found blockchain and crypto and I was like, holy shit, this is the future. Like, you know, this is like, you know, sovereignty over your financial system. Like who, once people realize what this is, everyone's going to want it. Um, and, now people don't know what it is and they still want it. So exactly. <laughs> it makes them money. They want it. I'm like, all right, yeah. if that gets people involved, fine. That's 
why not totally as long as uh, yeah the the freedom is like a a, is a trojan horse all right the freedom is locked inside the trojan horse of money made of money (laughs) um so um so yeah i just um i got involved with crypto i got really obsessed with crypto I, i i was always looking for tangible business use cases as a business development manager i was always looking for like you know what can what makes sense? Like, you know, I, I never, I never would sell a product that I didn't believe in. Um, I mean, I, I tried and, and, it, and it sucked. It was the most horrible job work experience oh, yeah, possible. I know. I tried to sell sunrooms really... once and I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> I don't care about sunrooms. <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, so yeah. And, and, you, and it's not, it's not easy. So, um, so from there, I've always just been, you know, looking for, and interested in things that I'm interested in and interested in things that I believe in. And I've, I've, and, and I decided that I have a good eye for that kind of stuff. And then I saw engine and I was like, holy shit, Lab, this is the future. If as long as they can build it, as long as they can pull it off, this is what the, this is, this is what the world needs. Um, and I, and like from the beginning, like they were, they were gaming focused, but I was like, Oh, you can tokenize everything. Yeah. <laughs> tokenize the world. <laughs> <laughs> the first earth NFT. We own the world. <laughs> it's a non-fungible planet. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, so yeah, that was a few years ago and I just started writing a bunch of articles about it, started, um, started emailing them like, Hey, do you like my article? What can I do better? Oh yeah, I know this is, I'll do it better next time. Watch out for my next one. And just kept like, like hassling the community about engine, hassling engine about themselves. (laughs) Just Just hassle people till they hire you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, like in a really productive way and like really trying to add like a lot of, lot of value. And I was involved with the community for like a whole year or something before I, before I emailed and asked, Hey, can I like do, do freelance, like writing and actually like post it on, on your, your blog. And they were like, Oh, cool. That'd be really good. And, um, yeah, we just step by step. We just, we just grew together and, and grew closer and, and yeah, eventually I joined the team. So if anybody wanted to be something like a vice president of development, how would they get there? Do you, should they just continue your blog? Should they reach out? Like, let's say maybe not engine, but for anywhere else, like how can they be part of the cryptocurrency space? Cause I think nobody grows up and says, I want to work in cryptocurrency yet. Maybe, <laughs> maybe now soon, but how can yeah. someone go towards that? Um, so my, my, my path was to provide as much value as I could essentially, um, without asking for anything in return. Um, so that's what the articles were to me. It was my way of providing value to the community, providing value to the company and just putting it out there and just showing, showing what I, I could do and then building the relationship and building that relationship based on the value I provided and the proof of what I could do. And then, um, and then with that came the ability to say, Hey, look, I, I, I'm really good at that, obviously, but you know, I'm also really good at this. You want me to do that for you? There um, you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's kind of just, yeah. That, that, and then once you're in a startup, it's just that, that kind of always happens, you know, like, it's like, um, you're, you're, you're there. I think I entered as the social media director. So I was just there just doing social media and I'm like, Hey, we really need to do more PR. Like, you know, we've, we've got amazing things to talk about. I know journalists want to, want to hear about this. Can I start emailing them? And they're like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do that. And then we created a PR process and we, we started building relationships with journalists all around the world. And, and, um, and that's going really well. Like, you know, journalists love our content because 
like there's so many amazing developers in our community that are doing things that have never been done before. You know, mm-hmm. who doesn't want to hear about yeah. things that have never been done before? Um, it's the best thing ever. It's like, they're, not, they're doing something that's never been done. What? What is it? And then you're going down the rabbit hole. Like, whoa. Yeah, let's write about it. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just, yeah, I think it's just mainly being like flexible, willing to learn. Most important thing that, about me personally is I always seek negative feedback. I'm always trying to find oh, ways really? to help. Yeah, always trying to find ways to optimize myself um, and what I'm doing. Um, I think it's like super important to um, to not um, not take not not put like um, ego in what you've done, but have ego in what you can do. Mainly, like you know, it's more important. To, like what you can do is more important than what you've what you've done. And if yeah. people criticize what you've done, then it's just an opportunity to grow. Basically, mm-hmm. it's like focusing on strengths and not weaknesses. You can always improve your weaknesses, but why not just capitalize on what you're super good at <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly and then i wanted to know because i actually don't know a lot about but efi so that's like mm-hmm. a different token that's used to do nfts focused yeah so um so engine is creating a new blockchain called affinity mm-hmm. that's going to be on the polka dot network which makes it an interoperable blockchain that can connect up with other blockchains Damn. so it's, it's amazing <laughs> so as a user, what it's going to look like is you're going to, you're going to have the, a wallet and you're going to have an NFT on Ethereum. And then you're going to be, a, and then you're going to have a button there that says, do you want to move this to Affinity? And the answer will be yes, because Affinity uh, has like really low gas fees and really. Yeah, that's the problem with Ethereum. It's like high gas fees. Yeah. As, as a developer, it's really, really hard to run a business on it because you also don't know what the gas, what your, your business it changes. Yeah. Are going to be every day. Um, it works really well for DeFi, obviously, because it's really like high value transactions. So if you're, if you're putting, if you're a millionaire and you're putting through a million dollar DeFi transactions, sure, you can pay $30 in gas. It's nothing. But if you're a developer wanting to send someone a, a free item that's worth, a, worth 30 cents and you need to pay $30 to do that, you can't, yeah. you can't, you can't run a freemium game on, on, on Ethereum mm-hmm. right now. So um, Engine was kind of forced into um, creating this uh, Affinity network. Um, and yeah, it's going to be interoperable. You're going to have items on Ethereum and you can just press, press a button and move them to Affinity. And then you can press a button and then move them to another blockchain. So it's really going to be a highway that connects blockchains. So say you want to get a, get a token over to Polkadot, you'll press the button and move it onto Affinity and then move it somewhere else on the Polkadot network. So it's going to be this cross-chain highway. I like that so, the highway metaphor works well. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really fun. get it now, yeah. Just driving, <laughs> NFTs just cruising around. Um, and then, yeah, every obviously every single time those transactions happen, the gas fees will be tiny, but there still will be gas fees and EFI will be the gas, the, 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 the kind of transaction, um, transaction currency on Affinity. And then um, as a engine coin holder, uh, EFI is also going to gravitate towards you because you're going to be able to stake it into the Affinity Network. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. Best. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, you can choose the best collator nodes, which allow the Affinity Network to run more smoother. And then um, by staking, you're going to get EFI just that those so those transaction fees that are going around affinity they're going to come to you instead of going to miners essentially so oh, really? you become okay. the miner oh yeah so, so for anybody who doesn't know what staking is can you explain a little bit yeah so it's basically the act of um of putting your money into something and 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 earning money in return essentially oh, that sounds amazing i love it <laughs> <laughs> um so in this case the the money that you can stake is engine coin 
and the money that you can get in return is EFI. And that, that EFI is taken from um, the Affinity Network. Um, people pay EFI when they want to move a, move a token from Ethereum to Affinity, or they wouldn't want to move that token over to um, Polkadot. So that, that highway system is very important because that's what's generating the EFI that then goes to engine coin holders and stakers. Um, also, any transaction on Affinity will have a little bit of gas. So that will, again, like take EFI. Um, there's smart contracts on Affinity. Um, there's a marketplace on Affinity everything will go back towards the community and, and this just this cycle of EFI just coming back to, to stakers essentially. I love the sound of that. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be a lot of fun. Now, just to clarify, when somebody stakes a coin, do they still have that coin? And yep. so they can say like a year later after they got the rewards of the EFI, can they just take out that engine coin? Yeah, or, yeah. Absolutely. And then they still have it at the value or is it like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, because I've always... 100% of the value, yeah. So there's really no reason why not to do it. No, no. If you're holding engine coin, you should definitely stake it. There's no reason not to. Absolutely. All right, cool. And you, the only you know- the only thing the only thing better that you could do with it is actually mint it into an NFT. Because when you when you own NFTs that are um, that have engine coin inside them, that they're automatically staked. But also NFTs are generally um, you can generally sell them like for a much higher markup. So if you're a developer and you and you mint an NFT, it might cost you like point one cents worth of engine coin mm-hmm. but then you can sell the nft for ten dollars so mm-hmm. how is that not a good not how is that not a good business decision because while you're holding right. that nft you're still earning that those staking rewards as well so um oh, so genius. Yes. wow so you can yeah so minting is literally the only better thing you could do with engine coin and then also can someone like make their game a whole nft yeah um and yeah so so, so we're so moving to reason- basically everybody turning their creative work into nfts yeah, I mean, the question is whether or not your users want uh, and and your game to be an NFT, and mm-hmm. um, so um, the question becomes like, do my users want to purchase this game off me, then be able to resell it? Um, Answer is probably yes. Um, do my users want this this game to be scarce? The answer is probably yes, but you probably don't want your game to be scarce. You probably yeah, want it to be right. very, very. Common. I want everyone to play it. Oh, only hundred players can play it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I messed exactly. up some weird maps. That's funny. But yeah, okay, cool. And also, I was curious. Do you have any favorite games you've been playing recently? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, um, a lot of GTA. GTA is like a really, really GTA Online game. or GTA? Yeah, GTA Just, Online. Hey. Such a I can't believe that game is like four or five years old. It's an amazing quality. And they're re-releasing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, there's version. even rumors. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard rumors that uh, GTA Six is coming soonish. I guess that's going to be in years, but um, no, I yeah, think it's all way. rumors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speculation. People are see, high hopes. Do you think one day the blockchain will be able to like you can see articles and like you'll see the proof of like if the stuff they're saying is real or not, or if it's just some kind of fake, I don't know. Cause there's gotta be a way to like Maybe. handle news. that isn't true, <laughs> which is hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't know how they'll do that one day. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, cause I yeah. saw some of that. They said GTA six is like done and not any testers, but it's like, that's not how it works. They always <laughs> have testers to make it. <laughs> yeah. You test all the way through. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> It's not coming any time. Well, maybe two years from now. Once yeah, we get a, a trailer, because what happened? They released a trailer in 2011, and then it came out like a year or two years later? Who knows? We'll find out. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Do you think they'll uh, integrate Engine into GTA 6? 
for our GTA? Uh, I think I think it's a bit soon. Um, I think it's. You know, that's one of those situations where it's this huge game, immen- immensely successful. If it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think uh, Rockstar should be looking at, um, if, they, if they're creating any new games, they should be definitely trying to work out how NFTs can fit, in the, fit into the new game, into any new franchises. Because, um, yeah, the, you're going to be competing with a whole bunch of NFT games in, over mm-hmm. the next few years, basically. You think the first video game company that starts to implement NFTs will be like ahead of everyone else and will just be killing it, crushing it? Oh yeah, yeah. Because the network effects, like all of these people owning these NFTs and and like having them in their wallet forever and being able to resell the NFTs. When when a game like really blows up, they're gonna blow up hard, and and the kind of uh, player retention that 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 game is going to have is just going to be just absolutely phenomenal because all of these people have real world value they can make real money playing this game they've already made real money playing this game the word is going to spread about how much how how much this game has changed people's lives like this this game that does this is going to be known like not only as something that's like the first of its kind, but the first of its kind that's really impacted people's lives in this incredible way. So there's this brand marketing opportunity that, that's there for the taking right now. And, um, and there's some really good, like, you know, smaller, smaller blockchain projects. Um, I say small, but they're, they're like some of the biggest blockchain projects in the world, but like compared to like the mainstream era, era they, they really have very, very small user bases. But there are some 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 blockchain projects that are um, you know capitalizing on that and, and doing a really good job of of owning that space right now, but um, yeah you know there's there's huge games out there to compete with and and that's where where we need to be kind of working towards really. Gotcha. And for people, so you said you've interacted with a lot of people. Have you seen a lot of mistakes that are like common that people make when trying to integrate it or trying to reach out to you that they could maybe people listening could avoid or or learn from? Hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think the main thing that makes your life hard as a developer is if you um, if you really just try to um, just tokenize everything, <laughs> just, just oh, make true. everything yeah. just, just everything's everything. NFTs. Yeah, the yeah. bucket that doesn't have anything NFT, you can own it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you know, um, it is like a, a pretty fast integration of our API, but then you're working out all of the tokenomics and working and you know making and minting all of the NFTs and then you know getting them all distributed, you know, that is still a lot more work than just doing things in a centralized way. And the most important thing as a developer is that you can build a project now that is sustainable and and you can earn revenue off as soon as possible. So you can be a self-sustaining business and a self-sustaining development team that's earning, earning money, using it to develop, earning money, using it to develop, and then you just get bigger and bigger and you scale up from there. So, um, yeah, like if you just kind of put everything on the blockchain, then you sure like some of those things are going to be really, really popular. Other of those things, you've done all of this work and no one, no one cares. And then it's like you could have just saved yourself the time and effort and just done that in a centralized way because the market's not demanding it yet. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing. Just um, you know, just have a really solid foundational uh, business model, and then think of NFTs as an economy on top of it and and you'll be fine like as long as your your game loop is good your user experience is good people people are loving it people are talking about it people are inviting each other to play that's that's really the key to this and 
NFTs can add to it, but um, but you need the strong fundamentals too. You need to have to focus on player experience, focus on making a game that's fun. And then yeah. I, one time I did an interview with someone, and it was like, make the game that people want, not the game that just you want. Because yeah. you think that, like, oh, I want this game. But it's like, maybe you like it, but you're trying to sell it to a lot of people. So make sure people actually enjoy it. So, yeah, so make something that people enjoy, that want to share NFTs with, and then you'll be set. Yeah, and, and yeah. just to add to that, a really good way to do that is, you know, don't develop in a vacuum, you know. Mm-hmm. Just build your demo, release your demo, even if it's rough. You know, in the blockchain space, everyone just wants to see progress, and they, they're, they're really, they give really good, honest feedback, and they're always going to be there to, to, to help you grow. So if you just release like a very bare bones demo as quickly as you can, then you've got a community around that are helping you that are actually, you know, it's like you're having your own advisory board. Basically they're all there like providing you the feedback. They're telling you what they want and then you can disseminate how that aligns with what you want. So it makes it a lot easier to give them what they want. Very well said. Well, awesome. Before we wrap this up, we do this thing where we have a, courses, sections, lectures. And at the end of the lecture, there's a challenge to get people to make sure they actually understood what was being taught. So could you give a challenge for the game dev TV listeners to do after the podcast? Could be anything, could be engine related, could be game related, could be anything. anything. How do they, how do they do the challenge? Like, how do we know that they've done the challenge? So they would post it on the uh, Facebook or Instagram or anywhere where I, I can see it, or anybody can see it, but usually in the forums, like they have a game dev TV forum. So yeah, yep. they'll just post it there. So they, and can, I can, so they can post it as a video. It could be a video. It could be a um, picture. It could be in like unity Unreal. It could be a drawing. It could be, nice. or it could be something where they don't post it. It's more of like, Hey, just, just like watch a movie and think about things in a way or watch a play a game and think about game design. So it just depends on the challenge too. Yeah. 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 I, I got one. Um, use an nft in two different games film yourself using an nft in two different games and post it yes all right i love it i'll definitely (laughs) share it to you when i get all the the responses yeah all right well so this has been great i've learned so much simon like wow i i I know everybody else here who probably doesn't fully understand crypto will now be like i get it i get nfts it's time to integrate them into games uh, the, the games that need them so yeah so thank you for coming on this has been so much fun. my pleasure thanks for having me oh yeah that was super fun yeah uh, you're you're an awesome host oh thank you so much appreciate that and uh, i'll pass the mic to you to end it off any shout outs any last minute quotes whatever you want to end this off with and mike's all yours yeah um so if you're a developer come to engine.io that's e-n-j-i-n.io uh, you can sign up, mint some tokens. You can check out the documentation, do the integration, hit the contact us button. Um, and then I'll be there waiting on the other, other, other side to chat with you. Uh, if you're a community member, go to the same website, um, hit the telegram link, hit the discord link, come chat with us there. Uh, we've got a really amazing community, really uh, a bunch of, um, yeah, just, just really like geniuses really like we get a lot of our best ideas from them. So they're always hitting us up with, you should do this, you should do that. So um yeah it's a really vibrant community and we really value all of the the interaction that happens there so um yeah we'll see you there well that's it thanks for listening you can find all courses at gamedev.tv or in the show notes at a discounted price get started with the game development journey today